Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com It's here. Super Bowl week begins today. The Lombardi Trophy has arrived in Tampa in one week. We'll know whether the parade will be in Kansas City or Tampa Bay. We'll also talk a lot about Super Bowl 55 and Tom Brady against Patrick Mahomes. Brady now suddenly the likable quarterback. Imagine that. And the Rams, a huge trade in the NFL. They send Jared Goff and two number one picks and a third rounder to the Lions for Matthew Stafford, who has won this deal. The Lightning break their scoring slump with a 4-3 win over Nashville Saturday. They play tonight against the Predators again. We've got all that. And more on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. This episode of Sports Day Tampa Bay is brought to you by Marina Bay in St. Petersburg. Luxury waterfront homes where sports fans and enthusiasts live and play. Marina Bay is a 60-acre gated community on Boca Ciega Bay. All new construction is available now. Just hit them up at marinabaystpete.com or you can call 727-906-3300. All right, it's here, the week we've all waited for, the one that I'm dreading, <laughs> the virtual Super Bowl. I'm telling you, this year, uh, I was talking to Brian McCarthy, who's like the VP of communications for the NFL, and he's uh, in Tampa, obviously, was was here over the weekend, uh, if not sooner. And he called me about about some press conferences they're having later in the week. And, and I, I started to – well, I actually did. I said, well, you made it. And, you know, hey, uh, who would have thought, right, with the pandemic all the way to the Super Bowl, February, he goes – Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, we're under strict orders. RG, Roger Goodell does not want anybody counting their chickens before they hatch. We are not there until we're on the airplane and somebody has the Lombardi Trophy. <laughs> so, uh, they, well, hopefully you know, the Lombardi Trophy's not on an airplane. Right, exactly. Um, hopefully it's in somebody's hands. But uh, Well, it might be on an airplane in Kansas City, I suppose. That no, that's what I'm saying. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully yeah, it's staying yeah, in town. I got the joke now. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Um, we'll see about that, but it is in town. If you go out to uh, those, those of you who are lucky to go to the Super Bowl experience or, um, uh, what, what not that they have, uh, I guess there's a, there's a lot of things. I mean, there's the NFL experience, which I think you had to have a ticket to, which is sold out. Yeah, and, it's but free, then, you know, but yeah, you had to have, you had to register for a ticket through the NFL's one pass app and that. So and those are gone, but you can still uh, walk the waterfront. I guess there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. downtown. I haven't been downtown yet. I guess looks really nice. They got a uh, light show off of, uh, the pirate ship out there in the bay and all kinds of things going on. Well, you know, anytime so Rob Higgins nice. is putting on an event, you know, it's going to be first class and oh, big time. Yeah. It's going to it's going to look great and it's going to be you know well received in that because that's what that's what the Tampa Bay Sports Commission does over and over and over again for all these events. Well, it'd be a great week long infomercial for Tampa Bay. There's no doubt about that. And um, of course, the stadium is all decked out now and all, all its Super Bowl garb with the fencing and all that's around there. So that's that's going to be pretty cool. Um, but now it's time to get to work. You know, they, they practiced a couple times last week. They more or less took the weekend off. Um, they are going to have what amounts to today what would normally be Super Bowl Monday night, which was a, a television event, and still maybe I think it's still broadcast um, later this evening. But um, sort of a meet is it's sort of media day, if you will, and and uh, all all the media this year is virtual. Typically, we would go to one one hotel where a team would be at the AFC or NFC champion. We'd sit down. First, the coach would come out for 20 minutes or so, and then the tables would be in another room, and all the players you know, would be at tables and, and podiums and risers and things. And you just kind of elbow your way in there and ask your questions. You can move from player to player. It's really cool. There's also assistant coaches there at that time. And that usually the whole thing lasts about an hour, and then you get on a bus and you go to the next hotel. And so you, you do that every day, um, And except this year it's going to be one of those uh, sort of group Zooms where you can go into a Zoom room um, that would have – you know, say Tom Brady, and then you can pop out of one and go into one that has Devin White and, and, and sort of do that and still ask your questions or try to ask your questions. So it's going to be different. Um, but, you know, Kansas City's not even arriving until Saturday. They're treating this like a typical away game coming in, you know, 24 hours before, uh, before the kickoff or so. So, uh, but yet, you know, it, it's, you can feel it. I, I've been out and around just, uh, you know, the few times I've had to go to, 
the Bucks Advent Healthcare Training Facility, and they're selling because their team store is in the stadium. And you can't get the stadium. They're now selling all their stuff more or less in the parking lot over there off of MLK. Um, Reebok's got all their Super Bowl stuff, and um, you know it seems like I'm seeing flags. Steve, you've seen all these flags mm-hmm. they've handed out, and then uh, seeing a lot of people wearing Bucks stuff. It's pretty cool. You know, it's been a long time since their colors. You know, they have the raise the flag campaign, but it's been a yep. long time since you've seen. You've seen a lot of lightning stuff because they've been great, you know, and won a Stanley mm-hmm. Cup, and now you're starting to see a lot of Bucks stuff. You know, I, I wonder for Bucks fans if this has been excruciating in, in the regard of the only other time you've been to the Super Bowl. You went from the NFC Championship, and the next week you're playing. Yeah. This in time you've got Yeah, in San Diego. This time you've got a week off in between, and now the excitement of everything is limited to who can be there and, and, and all this other stuff as it's in Tampa making history, but – the excitement, I mean, you can feel it from in the community, the Bucks fans. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's been 18 years since they've been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, we always, talk about, we always talk about the Lightning. And, you know, back in 2015 when everyone's like, oh, they're going to go to the Stanley Cup final lots more. Well, it took them five more years to get back. That's right. And they finally did win at that time. But it's been 18 years for Bucks fans, 13 years since you've even been in the playoffs. The playoffs, yeah. Um, you know, this is, this is incredible. And now you've got to wait a whole other week now. I mean, this is and, and when I say wait another week, it's also exciting because you're pumped and you're amped and you know fans are probably ready for the game today. I mean, you know, we know oh, the, sure. the players aren't and, and and all the festivities that go with it now. But um, mm-hmm. and there's no, no pro. We're taping this on Sunday. There's, there's no real Pro Bowl on, on today. Right. Um, you know, to even tide your time by. So it's 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 just it's so different this year. It's different, and yet you can sort of bask in the national attention, right? Because mm-hmm. you can't turn on a TV set or walk by one or, you know, um, go around town without knowing that, that the Super Bowl is here and that they're talking about your team. I mean, I, I was thinking about this when I was in Green Bay a week ago, uh, and I was thinking about how bad it would be or how bad, you know, for Bucks fans, right? Bucks fans, Bucks players, Bucks coaches, if they had not won that game and all week long, Right, you're seeing them in in highlights the way Green Bay is. I mean, how many times have have you watched um, you know catches by Mike Evans in the end zone, you know, mm-hmm. or uh, you know sacks by Shaq Barrett, right, or Scotty Miller with that play? I mean, I've seen it 500 times. Well, that's what you'd be watching, and then knowing that it's the Packers that are going to come in here, and they would have come late, but it was the Packers that were going to come in here and play in your stadium in the Super Bowl. That would have been a rough rough two weeks well not only that but think of what happened in green bay since that loss is aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. even going to play there next year is he going to play at right. all are they going to trade him or that you know it's it's you know, the roof is falling in and, and they've they fired the defensive coordinator they fired the special teams coordinator that's um right. that's right had tampa lost that game what would the you know and granted it may depend on how it was lost too but is tom brady going to retire is Oh, we've know, written all those stories. It was, yeah. it was this a successful season or not? Come was back. This, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, all that stuff completely changes based on that game. Um, it does. You know, I mean, Green Bay went from, you know, with Matt LaFleur as the coach, they went, what, 13-3 and three for two straight regular seasons, and this is Rogers their year. Is the MVP. He's going to be the MVP, and now it's will even be back just because right, they lost right. that game. Um, yeah. You know, it completely well, changes everything. Changes. Yeah. I mean, you know, Tom mm-hmm. Brady came in for one year. You know, picks his team, comes in, and, and, and well, he lost in the NFC Championship game, so it wasn't a success because their goal was the Super Bowl. I mean, but now they made it there, and now, and we're going to get to this in a little bit, look at what the Rams are doing. They're yeah. trying to find that quarterback to lead them to over the top. That They think they mm-hmm. have enough talent on the team, and it's time to go get that quarterback, and they paid a steep price for it. But it, if you get the quarterback that can lead you there, it's worth it. No doubt. That's, that's one thing, uh, you know, you think about Tom Brady and, and the decision he made and how improbable it was that he would choose Tampa until you really look at the things that he prioritized, like talent, right, like mm-hmm. places to live, like coaching and all mm-hmm. that, and it makes sense, a defense. Uh, it makes total sense that he did it. Um, but at least from this standpoint, and he's 43, so the window is very small. But We think. We think. But, yeah, we, yeah right. <laughs> who, am I, who am I to tell Tom Brady how long he can play football? I mean, I – you know, I I wouldn't have had the motivation he has. So I mean, he's playing at a high high level. He might go to his fifty seriously, but uh, you know, then you have the Rams who feel like, well, we're right there. We were in a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. We have a great defense. 
Um, I have a, you have a great head coach, a new stadium, LA market. You're competing, you know, with the chargers and everybody for the sports dollar and the Lakers and everybody out there. And, and, and you think you're a quarterback away. Well, what did they have to do to get their quarterback? First, they had to trade the guy in Jared Goff. I guess we'll get into this now, but we'll get into it in a minute. I'll do more of it later. But you had to, you had to trade a guy in Jared Goff who you gave up a lot of number ones to get, and then you're giving away more number ones to get rid of, right? So you can get Matthew Stafford in there. And and my point is is that with Brady, he was a free agent. All you had to do is in $25 million, I mean, you look at the money that, that is guaranteed some of these other guys that haven't done squadouche. Um, you know, it's amazing that, you know, that the Bucks were able to to pull this off, not really adversely affect their salary cap because, I mean, Jameis Winston, as a franchise player, if you'd have done it, would have cost you that. Um, and and you get Tom you get Tom Brady, right? So um, it has worked out. And, uh, again, we'll deal with the, with the Rams trade in just a minute. I think the other thing that, that I think is interesting, because I'm watching all these shows, you know, over the weekends and, and really every night, but – um, it's funny because, you know, Brady obviously is very polarizing, you know, and this is, this is being, you know, correctly painted, I guess, as the goat against the kid. And, you know, uh, it's kind of like if we'd have been able to see Jordan against LeBron, right. Play each other, um, uh, mm-hmm. when they were both able to play well. Well, if you're going to pick uh, one quarterback that could possibly overtake the goat, mm-hmm. Mahomes is the first name on your list. No question. No question. Because I mean, he is really, if you think about Brady beating him in the AFC Championship game a couple of years ago in overtime. He's a coin flip away, perhaps, from going for his third, his third Lombardi Trophy this weekend, and mm-hmm. and and Brady would have five. Now that changes the math, right? Dramatically, mm-hmm. right? If he gets three and Brady has five, you know, then it's like you can run him down, Tiger Woods. But you know, that's that's not the case, okay? And so that's why a lot of people are saying, well, look, if Mahomes, this is Mahomes' chance, right? Because he gets the, you know. LeBron in his early days gets to play Jordan before he's through and you get to you get to beat him in a championship and you get to stake claim to that and 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 progress. If he doesn't, some people like Tony Romo uh has said uh Jim, I think this is it. He's got to win. If he doesn't win, he's never going to catch him, you know. Tony, but it's it's exactly right. If if Brady wins the Super Bowl over Patrick Mahomes, okay, it's probably the only time they'll meet head to head unless they do it again next year. And you'll have Brady sitting here with seven rings, right? And Mahomes has one. And the math just doesn't work, you know, because who knows Who knows if Patrick Mahomes is going to play long enough? Who knows mm-hmm. if his style of play will allow him to? And it is a team game. You know, this is the thing. Like, you're constantly reminded that, you know, one of the reasons Kansas City has been able to cheat the salary cap and so on is that the big money for Patrick Mahomes doesn't kick in until next year. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he signed a huge extension that's worth half a billion dollars but it starts to get to be $40 million, right? And they're going to have to, you know, how do you pay? And they've done some extensions. I mean, they've cheated the salary cap already with Tyreek Hill and those guys and Kelsey. But, you know, at some point, you know, the bill's going to come due. He's still rel- relatively cheap this year, but you know what's going to happen in future years. So it's all kind of it's all kind of up in the air, um, you know. And then, and then you have Tom. And, it, you know, one of the things that I think has been amazing is that just a short time ago, and I wrote about this in Sunday in the Tampa Bay Times. You go and check it out on TampaBay.com. Is is now suddenly Tom Brady, who used to be the quarterback everyone loved to hate, he's likable again. And in fact, he's damn likable. And it's not that he's changed because anybody that's been around him, and if you talk to Clyde Christensen or any of the coaches over there, it's like, you know, he's a great guy. Like teammates, any teammate he's ever had loved him, loves him now. Um, he's humble for what he's accomplished for, for what he has financially. And, you know, the, the supermodel wife, all that stuff, right. He's the most, one of the most down to earth guys I could, I could name, I could probably name several quarterbacks on that roster that, that, you know, <laughs> that aren't as humble as Tom Brady, if you can believe that over, over with the bucks. But at the end of the day, um, it's not how he can, can conducts himself. It's just that, you know, it's the Patriots. It was, you know, winning all those championships. It was if you were in the if you're in the Northeast, where pro football is king. You know, in the South, college football is huge, as you know. Um, but in the Northeast, it's really about the NFL. You know, Rutgers is not going to make the front page of the Daily News every week. So you talking? Isn't. No. So you're talking about, exactly. So you're talking Connecticut. You're talking about you know the Jets, and you're talking about 
um, you know, the Giants, obviously, which in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. and you know, all those teams, even and, the Philly and, and Pittsburgh, yeah, Philadelphia. And I mean, that's Washington, yeah, that, all those. Yeah, and they all, you know, it's king up there, but they all hate Brady, and 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 I mean, generational because he's been around for twenty years, and he's been he's been he's been killing their dreams every year. It's like, hey, this could be the no, it's not. The, just oh, hey, this could be Buffalo. No, it's not. Gonna be. Hey, what about Miami? No, he's not going to lose. So they've just pounded and pounded and pounded him. And then you had Belichick, right? Who isn't the warmest guy in the world, right? Mister Hoodie and the we're on the Cincinnati guy. And then you had the scandal, Spygate and the Flategate, right? And so Brady plays and and he's he's hated, you know, by everybody outside of New England, the six states or whatever that makes up that. But then at a fairly old age, I mean, he gets down to the Atlanta Falcons and comes back from twenty eight to three. And sort of starting with that, I think maybe people still had a lot of animosity, but they at least were, admired him. You had to admire what he did there and what the Patriots did, you know, because no, no apparent scandals or anything. They just they made the greatest comeback in Super Bowl history and beat the Atlanta Falcons in overtime. And maybe that says more about the Falcons, but it really was Brady doing it. Well, now he comes, he leaves Belichick, right? He leaves, um, you know, the evil empire, if you will. And he comes to a a franchise that no one really thinks about, you know, um, 13 years without the playoffs, lovable losers for most of their history. Yeah. They had the run with Tony Dungy and won a Super Bowl with John Gruden, but that was even 18 years ago. That's a generation ago. I mean, if you were born the day that they won the Super Bowl, you're voting. Okay. And you've never seen the bucks in the playoffs. So, I mean, you know, that's a long time and he comes here and everybody's like, yeah, but and and sure, it's it's fun to say. Well, you know, they got this guy, and they got Leonard Fournette, and then they got Gronk, and then they, you know, here, here comes Shady McCoy, and it, oh, Antonio Brown. It's like, well, they're filming this super team, and everybody kind of wanted to hand them the trophy, but it wasn't realistic. And then when they start playing, they're they're okay, but then they're seven and five, and you're not sure which way the season's going to go, and it's at a crossroads. And somehow, somehow, he does what he always does: the impossible. He he and and you know not on top of that, he's he's more socially active on social media. He does the Tommy and Gronky show, um, you know even going back to the off season, he's you know plays the Tiger Woods and he splits his pants and he jokes about it and he's you know I, I mean he he's just more accessible um, in a calculated way, but but nonetheless doing things that you know he wouldn't have done under Belichick in New England. But but after doing you know after taking this team in his first year with all they have stacked against him, I think people have you know obviously in the AFC East they're they're okay because they don't have to contend with them really unless they get to a Super Bowl, so they may still have some animosity but the, it's not their problem. Now it's the AF, NFC's problem, but I'm sure there's Brady fatigue. But he's away from the Patriots. It's not Brady and the Patriots. It's Brady and the Bucks. You're really going to hate the Bucks? I mean. The Bucks. Who hates the Bucks? I mean, like they're just bad all the time, right? But they got some good players, and suddenly you start to realize they have good team and they're good guys. And I, I just think he is. It's amazing to me, sort of how he's been sort of sanitized. You know, whatever stains that may have been on him through all these years, and most of it was envy. Most of it is now suddenly. I think. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that are rooting for him. It's kind of like in you know in wrestling. You go from the heel to the most beloved guy. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and, and and some of it's the change of senior. Some of it's just you know he won a lot early in his career, and then in the middle part of his career they had good teams, but they they weren't winning as many Super Bowls. They I mean they yeah. lost to the Giants twice in that that stretch. Yeah, they went a while. Um, but now all of a sudden he's getting in his mid thirties, upper thirties, forties, and he's still performing and winning Super Bowls and leading the biggest comeback ever. And now he's yeah. now he's publicly showing his personality more, right? Which I think is endeared him. I mean, I, and I really think you know the the people the, the one that people love to hate the most is Belichick, for sure. And it's you know a lot of it's I would say he brings on himself, but I don't think he cares. It's just that we're on to Cincinnati, you know, right? We don't talk about that. We're not you know, I mean you know even going back to when Tom Brady appeared on Howard Stern early in the year, uh, when you know when the Wi Fi at Derek Jeter's house didn't work. You know, Stern mentioned we've had this scheduled several times before, and then it's always been canceled. Yeah, presumably because either Belichick or the Patriots or somebody said no. 
Um, now he was here right. and now he can show his personality and, and do stuff. And, um, and, and, you know, look, he, he comes to a franchise in his first year and, and turns around, hasn't been in the playoffs in 13 years, hasn't won a playoff game in 18 years, and takes them to the Super Bowl. Those are Hollywood script stories you're writing. They are. They absolutely are. And I think, I think it'll be years from now, and you've followed him since Michigan, but I think it'll be years from now before people – really understand what he's doing now not not what he did in new england mm-hmm. and, and that was remarkable and you know belichick now will probably have to win an afc title or do something to, to to make sure that you know everybody still thinks he's great without tom brady but 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 to be at 43 to to, to come in here in his first year um not his second or third or you know i mean by that time maybe he's too old um, but to hit it and hit it the way he did, it is storybook. I mean, you mm-hmm. can talk about it and you can say, well, wouldn't it be something? Oh, and by the way, the Super Bowl's in Tampa. I mean, we all did it, right? We're all like, hey, wouldn't that be something if Debray took him to the Super Bowl and it's in Tampa? Well, guess what? He's in the Super Bowl and it's in mm-hmm. Tampa. And it's the best story in sports. And some people are saying, and I haven't gone and looked, but I mean, I, probably true, might be the best quarterback matchup for all the things we just talked about. For, for what Mahomes looks like he's going to be, and for what Brady is trying to do and mm-hmm. already has done. I mean, it, it is. It, it, you really could say it's sort of like LeBron getting Michael Jordan in a final. You know, mm-hmm. if Jordan had taken the Wizards to the championship and LeBron had played him there, that's what you have. Yeah. Well, you also, know? think of the arc of Tom Brady's career. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, the, the greatest of all time. But his first few years at New England, he takes over for Bledsoe's hurt. And he won three out of Super Bowls in, what, four years? But most people said, well, the defense won those. He was a game manager. Yeah, the was, first one, he got credit for yeah. a two-minute drive. Right. I mean, that was about well, it. I'm not saying he didn't play well, but but the knock right. was always, you know, he well, he didn't lead those teams. He was a good game so manager. He was, and, and he was it, good, yeah. and, and but mm-hmm. not great. Right. In the middle of his career when he had his best teams, particularly the 17 and, or 16-0 and 0 team in the regular season. Got beat and, by Eli Manning. It, but he didn't win any Super Bowls in those times. He went a couple times, lost to the Giants. And so his best team was probably the seventeen and zero. Yeah, right? oh, absolutely. So you start going, well, he's a really good quarterback, and he's got three rings. But you know, well, he's got his best teams, and he's now he's a better quarterback. But they're not they're not winning Super Bowls. And then he gets to his mid to late thirties, and he starts going back to Super Bowls regularly and winning them. And then you start going, mm-hmm. holy cow, this is incredible. And while you may have hated him early in his career, and and for all the reasons, and especially if you're a rival of the Patriots, of course. But you start going, holy cow, this is incredible. I mean, it's not just a very good quarterback who's won rings, but you know he's reinventing himself at 35-plus and he's performing had, at elite levels. Yeah, he's had what people, if you break it in 10-year increments, mm-hmm. you know, or decades, I should say, right, um, the 2000, 2010s, and you know, so on, um, he's really had three Hall of Fame careers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's won enough Super Bowls. In in each ten year deck, uh, you know, in each each different decade, so to speak, um, to where he could be in the Hall of Fame, and it's just it's remarkable. And we've seen um, like Peyton Manning, you know, who broke down late in his career, his body, mm-hmm. the neck yeah, surgery, yeah, and everything else. Yeah. Drew Brees, we've seen his arm is just not what it was. I mean, you know, right. we're visibly seeing this, and we're seeing Tom Brady not showing any of that at all. And he's older than all of them. Well, not Peyton, but I he's know. but Brees, uh, you know, and and it's just. At some point, you go from being hated to just being, "Wow, this is incredible." And if you're look, if if you've been beaten, if you're Bills fans, you probably will always hate Tom Brady. Jets fans, Dolphins fans, particularly, because you've been in that division for eighteen, nineteen years and gotten your brains beat in. But as just a pure sports fan, a quarterback, a story, you can sit there and go from all the hate that you had, but going, "Holy, this is inc- this is an incredible story. This is one of the greatest sports stories ever written." Well, I think there were there was Patriot Brady. I think it was Brady Patriot mm-hmm. fatigue because I yes. covered all those Super Bowls and and when you get to the AFC Championship game as a writer, right? Just as somebody who covers the games or covers the Super Bowl week, I would always say, "Give me something else. I can't do the Patriots again." You know, that was sort of the I think the general country, right? If you weren't a Patriots fan, obviously you hated them in the AFC East or maybe in the AFC period, but um you know, for, for the stories, like we root for stories. I've said this many times. I don't root for teams. I root for stories. And if it's the best story, that's that's the one you want to root for. If you're going to root for anything, I root for me. Um, and the thing is that, you know, the Patriots weren't always the best story. It was like, you know, I'm t- we've, we did that. We did that last year. We did that two years ago. We did that three years. And they kept winning. And so I think there was a fatigue about it. 
I don't know that people are fatigued about him taking the Bucks here. I, I think it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. I think it's refreshing. It's a new franchise that hasn't been to the Super Bowl in 18 years. They've got a lot of good players, likable guys. They're more talented, I think, than people realize because they were a quarterback away, maybe the greatest quarterback of all time away, but nonetheless, that was certainly holding them back. And Bruce Arians, you know, most people think he's a pretty endearing guy. Um, so it's it's if it's Tom Brady in, in the Bucks, now it, it it's a good story. It's the best story. I mean, like I said, storybook Hollywood, right? I remember Roger Goodell before the season started was on a uh, he was on a conference call with sponsors, I think, and he was doing this chat with them, uh, and I happened to hear it. But uh, you know, somebody was asking him about storylines, and he mentioned, "Oh yeah," and he goes, "and and Tom Brady, you know, with the Bucks, and you know, Super Bowls in Tampa, wouldn't that be something?" <laughs> I could distinctly remember him saying, "Like you know, what a story that would be." Well, they got it, and I think people like good stories, so. This is certainly one of them, um, and we've got all week to tell it. We've, we're going to be – you're going to be buried in stuff on TampaBay.com and in the Tampa Bay Times, obviously. Uh, you're just going to be buried by a period amount of work you got to do this week. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> I'm telling you. I do, have the, I, I do have the honor, I should say, I guess, or have been uh, chosen um, to be the pool reporter, which means absolutely nothing to anybody except that um, I get to – I'm the only human being outside of the team – uh, in the media, at least, it gets to watch practice this week uh, for the Bucks, and there'll be a pool reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs as well. And what a pool reporter does is just exactly that. Um, you, under great supervision and editing by the league and the team, you get to report certain facts uh, about practice, you know, um, sort of as who practiced <laughs> and what they did. Um, but it's very basic. It's there's There's no, you know, I'm not allowed to report obviously any insights or, you know, plays that they're running and that kind of stuff. And I, not only, not only during, but also after anything that I saw, but it's going to be neat to be out there, but yeah, it's going to be, going to be kind of a busy week. And, um, but their schedule, you know, the one thing I'll say is that the bucks, I'm sure the chiefs have done this too. They've kept their schedule exactly the same. They do have media. They got a lot of media more than normal. We would usually typically get one or two guys on a zoom call, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, and now there's nine players plus all the assistants, plus the head coach, pretty much from Wednesday until Friday. Um, and so I'm sorry from, I'm not from Wednesday from starting to starting today yep. until Thursday, I should say from t- today until Thursday, there's media and then they'll kind of go, you know, they'll, they'll kind of go to their cells and, and I'll be at practice, but they, they won't, they won't have media. So it, it's just a very, it's a very busy week. It's a demanding week. I think that's why most of their game planning um, what they're going to do against Kansas City. The installment part of that was last week. And so this mm-hmm. is kind of, you know, you're ahead of the game. you got two weeks to prepare for one football game. Plus, it's a team you've played. I think that's an advantage for mm-hmm. both teams. You know, the preparation's not going to be as laborious. You've gone over their personnel. You've actually been on the grass with guys. You've gone out there, made mistakes. You've figured out what works during a game. And so, you know, both teams can can revisit that film and, and has, a, has a pretty good idea of what they're doing. So, you know, this week will be about sharpening that and, and um, you know, going, getting the reps and seeing who can play. I mean, we still don't know if Antonio Brown's going to make it back. Um, had the game been played, you know, on Sunday, uh, this past Sunday, he would have been out. And, uh, you know, we don't know about Jordan Whitehead with the shoulder. We don't know about, uh, you know, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., mm-hmm. although I think he's going to be okay. I'm pretty sure that he's going to play in the Super Bowl uh, with an ankle sprain. But But all those things will be sort of, you know, determine as they go through practice this week uh also in the nfl um and uh i thought this was fascinating and it's kind of a good week to do it if you want publicity although it was late uh, which would indicate maybe you don't but the 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 rams the la rams who we know you know they've made what the playoffs three out of four years i think under uh mm-hmm. under sean McVay. went to a super bowl a couple years ago went to a super bowl a couple years ago lost to tom brady 13 to 10 i believe it was one of the lower scoring super bowls in history um and so they make the deal. We'd heard about this a couple weeks ago. You know, uh, their their general manager, um, you know, Sneed was on talking about golf, and well, he's our quarterback today. You know, that kind of thing. So there was a little bit less Sneed. There's a little bit of a, uh, of a of something going on. A little bit of rift there. I mean, we and we've seen. I've seen Jared Goff uh, play twice against the Bucks, and you know, he's had good games and he's had bad games. I mean, he threw it 51 times here and beat the Bucks. They're all mostly short passes and rhythm things. 
Um, he got smoked. Uh, well, he didn't get smoked. He scored 40 points. They beat him 55-40 to 40 in, in L.A. Uh, two years ago, or a year ago, I'm sorry. Last season, not this past 2020, but 2019. Um, but, look, they gave up a lot to get Jared Goff. And, and when I say they, Jeff Fisher did, but the Rams did. And, you know, Sean McVay got to a Super Bowl with him. But he certainly feels like he can't get there again. And for them to make this deal, and they know everything they should know about Jared Goff, is very telling. It tells you, one, they think they have a Super Bowl team that can win now. Uh, and they go and they get Matthew Stafford from the Lions, who by mutual agreement he wanted out. They they were willing to trade him. They're rebuilding with Dan Campbell. They They think it's going to take at least two years to sort of get their talent back up to the level where they need it to compete for a Super Bowl. Um, and, you know, I, I like the deal. I like it for both teams. I really like it for the Rams. And and for those who say, well, yeah, but, you know, what about all the first-round picks? I would just say this. What is the goal? The goal is to win Super Bowls, man. Like my whole – and you don't do it without drafting well. And they've drafted well outside of the first round. They've gotten good players, Right. But when you go get Jalen Ramsey, when you have players like this that you use first-round picks on, and you get a quarterback that you think can win and take you there, and if he's available, like why wouldn't you do it, right? I'll give I mean, up first-round draft picks all day long to get a quarterback I think can win a Super Bowl. Sure. And I, no other position will round. I do that. But for, right. for quarterbacks, what do you want? Right. Whatever it takes. Right. And And on top of it, they've been winning. Okay, so these first-round picks – we're not talking about ten top, top ten, top five now. Mm-hmm. We're talking about late twenties, you know, yep. sometimes thirty. I mean, so you know, you got to take that into consideration too. And plus, you know, the, the salary cap thing is real. Um, they keep deferring further and further away. I mean, the Saints have done that for years with Drew Brees and a lot of their players. They've locked up Tyreek Hill. They've locked up Travis Kelsey. I mean, good for them. They got their core. Um, but it makes so much sense. And if you're done with golf, if you know you're done with somebody, right, mm-hmm. then why not get rid of him? And they owed him like $43 million guaranteed. Whether he went to another team and got paid there, it wouldn't matter. It was, there was no offset. So they got out of a bad contract that they gave him a year too early after the Super Bowl. And, and they're getting a guy who, by all accounts, you know, I heard all this stuff about Stafford, like some people that thought the Rams blew it. They were like, well, he hasn't, you know, he's been in the playoffs, what, three times with the Lions? Never won a playoff game. Hey, man, he's taken him the only three times this century to the playoffs. Or, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. in the 2000s. He's like the only guy that's taken him there. Um, and and you, can, you can mention Calvin Johnson. You can mention some of the players that have been around him. But you know, their defense was last in the league again, okay? Um, he's tough as hell. He still throws one of the best. I remember Bruce Arians this year before they were going to play Detroit. And it turns out Stafford, you know, couldn't play or didn't play very long, obviously. He twisted his ankle in, like, the first series. Um, but I remember Bruce Arians saying, like, he's the one guy, he's one of the few guys I'll go out and want, I want to watch him throw. I love to watch him warm up. Like, he just, he's just got such a great arm. And, such a, and, and this is a guy that they had Roethlisberger, Manning, Winston, you know, now mm-hmm. Brady. I mean, like. He can absolutely he can absolutely zing it around. He's only thirty what four. Um, I like the deal for the Rams. Am I am I wrong? Is it is it was it too much? Well, not if you win. I think do. Well, I think the hindsight hindsight's going to tell you whether it's too much or not. I mean, you know, if they right, go to a Super course. Bowl or win a Super Bowl, and you know, you could have given up five number one picks and it'd be worth it. Right. right. Um, you know, but I, look, this is this is a, a team that's in their window that says our quarterback can't get us there. I mean, think about this, too, for Stafford. And, you know, he's been with a bad organization his whole career. He's going to a team that won a playoff game with John Wolford. They chose John Wolford to start ahead of him. Yes. And he was, and, and, and we all know now that Goff was able to play because Wolford got hurt and he had to go in and play well. Mm-hmm. But they chose Wolford to play ahead of yep. their own franchise guy. I mean, this is a team that, like you said, it's got an elite defense. It's got weapons. Mm-hmm. They need a quarterback. Now, the question in the whole deal is, is Stafford a playoff-winning quarterback? And, and I don't think we know the answer to that. I mean, we talent-wise, well, he hasn't won. No he hasn't won again in playoffs, so no. You know, but but part of you know what and he doesn't have to go in and change a culture there. But part of what Tom Brady did come came in is is led this team and changed the culture of the team because he's a leader as a quarterback. Stafford doesn't have to go in there and change a culture at all, but can he lead a team 
that's successful. It's one thing to go around and sling the ball when you're constantly losing and, and, and you have all the talent and the skill, don't get me wrong. It'll be interesting to see can he be that quarterback that takes it to the next that takes a, a really good team to the next level. I think he can, but we're going to find out. Well, he he has the reputation around the league as being one of the toughest guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. you know, other than the year that he hurt his back, which was a year ago, and he and he missed eight games. The dude played sixteen games every year for like ten seasons. Yeah. I mean, he he doesn't come out and he plays hurt. He plays broken up. Mm-hmm. So I think that's on his side. Yes. Um, the other thing is, can you imagine what this is like for Matt, well, for both of them, but for Matt Stafford to be out of Detroit, something that Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson couldn't do, but he gets out of Detroit. He's going home, essentially. I mean, the guy um, went to high school with um, Clayton Kershaw. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he's leaving Detroit, Michigan for L.A., okay? I don't know how you feel about where you live right now, Steve. I love living where I'm at. I do too. And 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 I look differently at job opportunities or career moves. You know, again, you know, it's great to say, and I didn't have this offer, but if you know, hey, I'm going to work for the New York Times. Well, yeah, there's one drawback. It's New York. Do you like New York? Well, some people love New York. They're from there. They're from the Northeast. Mm-hmm. The city never sleeps. All that. I get it. I like visiting New York, but you got to be happy, right? And and. If you know in the NFL, you you don't get to pick where you go most like most times. Like unless you're a free agent, you know you're drafted to some city, and that's where you're going to raise your kids, and that's where you're going to live. And and he's leaving an organization that doesn't win, and that is in Detroit, Michigan, for Los Angeles, which is home, you know, California. Um, how could he not be much like Brady, just in reinvigorated, just like, you know, we know he has talent, so I think. I th- and on the other hand, you're Jared Goff, right? And you've essentially been given up on by one organization and going to another organization where they've stated, look, we're not going to win for two years. <laughs> you know? Well, we it's a good thing he's Campbell. got a four-year contract that's kicking in. So, <laughs> Yeah. But for two years, you may get your brains beat in because that's what the Lions do, mm-hmm. right? The Lions, Lions get their quarterbacks hit, and they don't win. And so you're going to go up there to Ford Field on the AstroTurf and play, you know, indoors and then go to Chicago and Green Bay, right, and Minnesota. And you got to wait until they build a cast around you to where you can, you know, reestablish yourself as a guy that maybe the L.A. Rams shouldn't have let get away. That's a much, that's a much different thing. Right, like I'm going to Detroit. Man. It is, but but <laughs> you, know? you know what? You could you could look at the glass half full, and say this is what Drew Brees had the opportunity to do in New Orleans, and look what he yeah, turned it into. He did. He left San Diego. He was he given. He was given iconic. up on. I mean, and you know, other teams wanted to yes, sign him, was. but his physical and I mean, a little different. With most teams wouldn't let him sign him because he of his had a shoulder. shoulder injury. Yeah, but he got well, to rebuild Saban, a franchise that was that was never going to Super Bowls and never winning on a consistent basis. Changed the whole narrative. That's yeah. right. You know, he's Changed got an opportunity to do that in, in Detroit, where they haven't. You know, Detroit's one of the few teams that have never been to a Super Bowl. Yeah, they're one of the right. oldest franchises in the NFL. They haven't been to the championship game since before it was called the Super Bowl. That's right. They've never participated, let alone win. Right. So, Although, close your eyes and tell me, do you see Dan Campbell? I mean, Sean Payton, right? I mean, well, know. if it would have been, like Dan said at his press conference, if they'd hired Matt Campbell, maybe, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, he's got to, you know, he's got to go in there now, and Goff's got to bite knees. I mean, he's got to bite a bunch of knees now. And then when they get up, he's got to bite more knees. I don't know, man. And I, I, I just, like, there were people, and you know who you are, uh, that were immediately, oh, Detroit just smoked Los Angeles with this deal. Like, what? Oh, they just got over on him. My God. I'm like, wait a minute now. If you put the trophy in the case or you go to a couple and you have a chance to win them, I think, I think, I don't, I don't think it's too much. No. I mean, I, if you win, you, you know, win and, Super Bowl trophies, yeah. Whatever I had to give up, it was worth it. Right. Just, I mean, look, how long ago? We just said it when we started a podcast 18 years ago. You know what the Bucks did? They gave up two twos, two, I'm sorry, two ones, two number one draft picks, two number two draft picks, and $8 million for not a player, not a quarterback, for a coach. Mm-hmm. They traded all of that for John Gruden. John Gruden, who has a career 500 
winning percentage. They traded for John Gruden and gave up all of that draft capital for a coach. And you know what? They'd do it again tomorrow if they knew they could win a Super Bowl. Absolutely. And he didn't win anything after that. He won a couple of division titles, right? And like I said, go check his record. It's 500. Um, but they would have done it because it was worth it because they won, they won, they won the prize. That's what yeah. you play to You play to win the game. You play to win the Super Bowl. That's, that's hello. It. That's what it's all about. Hello. Don't forget the hello. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – Now, the one know, thing if you're Jared I, I Goff, don't though, think the one thing if you're Jared Goff, the Rams gave up two number one draft picks to draft you. Now they've yeah, given oh, up yeah. two number one draft picks to get rid of you. <laughs> to get rid of you. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of capital for a guy that you want and then don't want. So so that's like – so you bought two houses to marry her, and then you bought her two more houses to divorce her, right? I mean, that's kind of the way it goes. That is the way it goes, years. isn't it? Or so <laughs> yeah, I've been well, told. Well, yeah. What's the old joke about divorce, right? Like, next time I want to get married, I'm just going to meet a girl I hate and buy her a house. Um, that's a terrible thing to say, by the way. It's a divorce. It's a lawyer joke, okay, for the exactly, lawyers out exactly. there. Exactly. Don't, don't write me. Write the lawyers. They wrote the joke. Um, so, <laughs> so. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Anyway, um, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning finally, and I don't know how many times I've said this in their history, they finally scored. Uh, The long national nightmare is over. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, it lasted, what was it, 120 minutes or yeah, something, something like that? Like that. Yeah, they, uh, good Lord. Yeah, I mean, it was a good goalie matchup the other night in Carolina. Morazic played well. Yeah, Vasilevsky well, played off his mind. He did. On Thursday. Yeah. Um, Lost that one in overtime, but yeah. Yeah, Lightning, particularly in the second period on Saturday. Uh, but but I thought I thought they played well most of the game. Um, they didn't get a lot. Cooper, they didn't score in the first, but I thought I didn't think they played poorly in the first. Cooper didn't like the first. He said they didn't shoot enough. Again, is Phil Esposito like coaching this team? But yeah, well, yeah, they had what fourteen shot attempts. He said in the first. I, I, yeah. I, I thought they played. Okay. Yeah, you're right. They didn't shoot enough for sure. Um, but in, in but, yeah, it was fourteen shot attempts in the first. Which if you're not over twenty shot attempts, not shots on goal, but shot attempts, shot attempts. Yeah. I mean, you know, lots of things can happen when you shoot, whether it's blocked or you know you just miss Rebound. the net or whatever. I mean, there's things like that. But you want to be putting the puck on the net. But mm-hmm. uh, Calfoot got his first uh, career goal. Saw that sniped one from the uh, yeah, Stamco circle. It kind of went. Was that well, that was Cal Foot? <laughs> I know. I mean, well, you know what they did? Like Fox did a great job. They they put because because Stamkos had one of those on the power play too. Mm-hmm. I think, um, but they 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 superimposed them side by side. Yep, and they looked identical. I mean, short side just ripped from the circle. Well, they asked you know? Cal about. It. It's like you know what? Do you, you give Stamkos teaching? He's like, well, I watch him every day in practice and. <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> not a bad guy to watch from that spot. No, no. Uh, Stamkos uh, tied the franchise uh, record for 300 career power play points with his goal on Saturday night. So tied with so with Marty Saint Saint Louis. Right? Yeah, that's correct. Lecavier was yeah. I think at 297. So it's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, Stamkos is playing really well. He is. He's actually he looks he's, healthy. Yep. Knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood for Lightning fans right now. Yeah, it looks like Knock Curtis McElhaney, Um He's back practicing. He's off the COVID list now. So. Uh, he was not active on Saturday. I don't know if he'll be active Monday to be a backup, but he's back practicing. We get Chernak back. Is that right? Chernak may be back tonight. Um, he was hurt what last Saturday. I lose track of when these games were played. With all these, yeah, I think it's a all these postponements in between, you kind of lose track of exactly when everything was. But um, he's right. he's was practicing on uh, Saturday. Actually, practiced I think Friday and Saturday. Didn't play Saturday night. Practice Sunday. Uh, and, and Cooper before Saturday's game said Chernak uh, hopefully will be back Monday night. So hopefully you get Chernak you back. And Matthew Josephs looked really good on that fourth line uh, with yeah. Mitchell Stevens. Uh, Cooper did allude that Stevens is going to be out two months, uh, either ankle or knee, or you know you saw him bend that backwards and not the way you're supposed it's to. Serious, yeah. So he'll be out a couple months. So I saw where uh, you know. Let me ask you this because they're playing these teams, you know. Sort of back to back. Yep. And there's a day, day in between, and wherever you go because of COVID, trying to reduce the travel, and they have the new divisions and everything. Yep. 
first of all, Nashville, I mean, that game got really chippy. I mean, it got, it, there were some pretty hellacious fights in that thing. I think Maroon, I think Pat went twice with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think when you, when you play each other so many times and that frequently, right, it's almost takes on like a serious feeling to it, right? Like it's mm-hmm. like, you're not in the playoffs, but you know, you're going to play the same guy, you know, again, um, within a couple of days. Is this what we're going to see? You think it's going to be ramped up like this where there's, there's a lot of fights or a lot of, uh, or animosity building between these teams because there's not, you're not just moving from city and then you go to the next mm-hmm. city and, you go, and then by the time you get back to them, it's like, Oh, all's forgiven. It's possible. You know? I mean, Nashville and, and Tampa seem to be chippy games when they play. I mean, you realize right. Saturday was the first time that the Lightning have beat Pecorine in regulation ever. Oh, is that right? Wow. Nashville has had Tampa Bay's number. There's been a few overtime mm-hmm. losses for Predators in that stretch. But they had mm-hmm. never beaten Pecorine in regulation. He was like, he was like 9-0-2 going into that game. It was hard to beat him that night, too. It was 4-3, uh, and they peppered uh, the last couple of seconds there. They were going to get the tying goal, I thought. Yep. Yeah, I thought Pecorini played very well. I mean, the Lightning, that second mm-hmm. period could have had six or seven goals. Yes. Um, you know, they ended up with four. But um, it, it's going to be interesting how this goes, particularly as we get into, you know, normally you play a team at most four times in the year. You know, your right. division rivals you're playing four. Maybe you play five, depending on if you're the division with seven teams. Now it's six, right? But now it's eight. Oh, it's you're eight. You're going to play Jeez. every team eight times. You have seven teams in your division outside of you in 56 games, so it's eight times. So as we get in the seat, I mean, you know, that's two or three seasons worth. And if you're playing the Predators, the Blackhawks, the the Stars that are in the, the Western Conference, I mean, you play them two times a year. This is four years of seasons in one that you're going to play them. And then, mm. and then the mm. playoffs, because the first two rounds of the playoffs are against your division foes. Right. You know, so, you know, the top four teams of the division are going to make the playoffs and they're going to play each other until they the one team from each division goes on to the semifinals. They're not going to be conference right. finals this year because there's no conferences. But how chippy it gets and, and it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'll be curious to see. This is the, you know, the first time it's gotten really chippy for the Lightning this season so far. Really chippy. I mean, there's been a few skirmishes here and there. But how it comes out tonight and how they play and if, if there's carryover. Or if it's well, just kind of, you know, hey, you know, I mean, I thought, you know, Olivier late in that game took a penalty when he was just kind of sitting on Cal foot. You know, Nashville's buzzing. They're back in the game. It's in the offensive zone. He's taking a needless penalty and, and hurt them for two minutes. You know, if they had two more did, minutes yeah. of, of five on five time, maybe they tie that game up. You know, I mean, he hurt his team thing. by doing that. I mean, that's it's one thing to, to get chippy and, and you're trying to get your team back in it in this, but you can't take – needless penalties like when you're buzzing in the offensive zone and you're just going to go sit on a guy or whatever just to because you're mad or whatever and you're costing your team opportunities there and you can't do that so it'll be interesting how both teams respond where you know olivia doesn't take that penalty maybe the ram or uh, rams i'm looking at a picture maybe the predators tie it up they are the same color they um, are yes. yeah they, they might and here's the other thing about <clears throat> excuse me about the scheduling is because you're playing twice in three days right I mean, you could walk out of here with zero points, and the other team has four, right? Or you could walk yeah, out of here with That's an eight-point swing. Team, that's an eight-point swing. That's a giant – right. That's a divi- those are division games, and, I mean, it, it, it creates such urgency, right? Whoever loses the first game creates a tremendous amount of anxiety and urgency that they, you know, they can't lose eight points to a division, mm-hmm. to a division rival. So that, that ramps it up as well, um, I think. We'll find out tonight. I mean, you know – that that's a fun team to watch. Those two teams are fun to watch play. But I just thought, wow. Well, is, and you got to remember too. Nashville like a playoff series. Nashville this off season made a lot of changes, and and they kind of what the Lightning did last year. They wanted to add more grit to their game, some more sandpaper. Right. You know, it's right. like last year when the Lightning, you know, got Pat Maroon and Luke Shen, um, you know, and and Kevin Shattenkirk, and then at the trade deadline they go get Coleman and Gaudreau and and sign Zach Bogosian, and they wanted. They wanted a lot more grit and sandpaper to their game. Nashville did that this year. Um, you know, they could skate up and down the ice, but they needed some more. I, I think sandpaper or grit's a good word for it. So we'll stay with that. But they they wanted more of that, and and part of that's you're going to see some of those. We're going to be in your face a little more. We're going to push you a little more. We're going to, you know, we're not going to back down from anything. And I think you know some of it is trying to flex that, and maybe some of it's trying to flex it against the Stanley Cup champions. Very well, could be. Um, but they'll be back at it tonight. And uh, like I said, all week long, we'll have plenty of Super Bowl coverage, plenty of uh, 
interviews that we're going to be doing and stories we're going to be writing. And oh my goodness, can't believe it's here. Can't believe the Bucks are in the Super Bowl. Um, of course they are. It's in Tampa and makes a lot of sense. And this episode was sponsored by Murata, where life is like a staycation every day. Contact them at MuratasteyK.com. We're going to have, I'm sure, Tom Jones later this week, right? Talk a little Super Bowl with yeah, him. Yeah, we haven't set it up yet. We will. We're going to have uh, Herbie Tepe from the Kansas City Star as well at some point. Uh, nice. to kind of you know, preview uh, the Chiefs and what they're doing. Of course, they're staying in Kansas City until Saturday. So uh, I believe he's the pool reporter for the Chiefs. So. I think you're right. Uh, we'll get some insight there on uh, how their practices are going and what they're doing to prepare for Super Bowl 55 here in Tampa. Something you might think about Andy Reid, who lost to the Bucks right, in that NFC Championship uh-huh. game, has a chance to avenge that loss. So, you know, it's all kinds of things coming full circle here. All kinds of storylines. But what it'll are you be write about. Yeah. <laughs> what am I not going to write about? That's the thing. Like, more like, how many hours am I going to average sleep a night is what I want to know. Two, two and a half, maybe. That many? It's going to be brutal. Yeah, I know. It's going to be brutal. But, uh, hey, uh, not complaining. Get an opportunity to go see another Super Bowl. And this one in your own hometown, you can't do better than that. You get to uh, sleep in your own bed, though. I mean, for I those know, two right. hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think it'll be my own bed. But, yeah, I think uh, it should be fun. And a year ago, um, you know, I was in Miami, and I was staying almost in Boca. And I was having to drive to Miami Beach for certain things, and then I had to go to Marlins Park, and it was it was like the traffic down there, folks. Woo-hoo. Be glad you live on the west coast of Florida because it was no picnic. You had to leave an hour or so to go 15 yep. miles. You know, it's just crazy. No, I, I think the real question is going to be, what time will we begin recording the podcast <laughs> okay. after the Super Bowl? Now, now you've hit on something. <laughs> This goes back to the I'm only getting two hours sleep a night routine because, yeah, we're going to have some late nights, man. Yeah, that you one's going to be really late that night. So, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that one will. Yeah, that's a, that's a 4 a.m. right there. I mean, I typically get back. I think we did this. Well, you know, our first podcast, in fact. The first one when we, we, we switched from the Rick and Tom podcast to Sports Day Tampa Bay. Sports Day Tampa Bay was, yeah. was you were after out- the Super Bowl Minneapolis. Was it Minneapolis right? or were you? I thought you were in San Fran. I thought it was the Levi Stadium one because you were on the West Coast. Well, I, I thought, thought it was Minneapolis. Or maybe it was I mean, Minneapolis. I don't know. I, I mean, years ago. Yeah, been, it's... I don't know how long we've done this. <laughs> I just, they keep paying me. I keep doing it. Um, yeah, I, I think it was Minneapolis. Okay. Because I think I was frozen, and that would have been why. Yeah, I think it was Minneapolis, okay. I want to say. Can't tell you who was in the game. Oh, it was Brady. Was it's that always, Brady? It's no. always Brady. I mean, you just say Brady, you're probably right. I, I don't know. <laughs> they all run together after about 25 or 35 of these. I don't know. But uh, – but it won't run together this year because we know who's in the game. It's the Tampa Bay Bucks against the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, boy, I can't wait. And you can't either. So make sure you check us out all week long. We'll be right here. For Steve Ersnick, I'm Rick Strata of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy your Super Bowl week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.